The views and opinions expressed by the producers, hosts, and guests of Flash Black Radio do not necessarily represent the views and opinions of Flash Black or its parent company. Listener discretion is advised. What's good, everybody? This is www.flashblackradio.com. We are the usual suspects. I am Da Vinci Parks, aka Lee Bennett the Third, and of course, dialing in today, we have the lovely and incomparable. Hey, Savage. Hey, friends. How y'all doing? True, true. Across me, I have that's double in the building. And of course, the homie T Rich. Indeed, indeed. And we're back, motherfuckers. <laughs> Yo, we're back. I know it's been a minute, ladies and gentlemen, since we have recorded or whatever. Uh, trust me, uh, you know, things had to, had to smooth some things out. Some people had to take vacations. Some people had to get their life, uh, you know. We're some... back like your raggedy ex, though. What happened? I said we back we like back your raggedy ex. Oh, we you back with this bitch like makeup, makeup sex. sex. <laughs> Exes always come around like, hey, hey big head. What you doing? Yeah, yeah. W Y D. What you doing? <laughs> so yeah, today's date is December third, two thousand seventeen. Uh, yeah, there's a lot that's happened since we last recorded. But before we go another further, as some country ass comedians might say, <laughs> on Apollo, uh, we want to give a special birthday shout out to the one and only Slim Williams, who just oh. had a birthday yesterday. Slim. Oh. It's your birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday, Simpsons joint. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what's up. Uh, that's what's up. Lisa. Yeah, it's your birthday. Yeah. That's what's up. Oh, that's that's okay. Uh. Yeah. So there you go. So we're not gonna say how old he is, but he just hit another another year. You're so old we enough wish to eat happy cornbread without getting choked. That's Still what my grandma sexy. Used to that's say. all that matters. Still sexy. That's right. Okay. <laughs> we don't tell our age. Huh? We don't tell our age. I, I don't really I do. care. I mean, I but I don't want to tell his age. That, that's for him to me. say. I'm not going to like put his age out there if he don't want me to. I don't know how he feels about that. Yeah. Some people are like, like, what are you doing? You're violating. I'm, you know. <clears throat> it's I, a matter of public record. Come on now. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, okay. It's all good. I don't. I do not hide my age. Um, I am 41 years old now, and uh, you know, it looks good on me. So yeah. hold the Let's phone. Go. I'm the oldest motherfucker in the room. Yeah, you are. Yeah, you have been this entire time. Yeah. Did I not know that? You've been calling me a baby. This is what happens when you, could, when you start calling people baby. Wait, all your, how old are you? I'm 41.5. <laughs> That's almost 100% accurate. Yeah, you, you were right there almost at 40. Yeah. I'm 39.7. Yeah, yeah, you're getting there. you about to be in the club. You still got a baby face, though. Mm. Right. Wow. Uh, huh. And I only think of you on two occasions, so it all goes together. It's day and night. <laughs> Oh, baby. <laughs> when you're drunk and when you're blazing up. <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. So, first and foremost, I know not everybody celebrates it in the uh, traditional mm-hmm. way in terms of, you know, uh, sa- savages, you know, coming in and fucking with indigenous people. But um, how did everybody enjoy their their indigenous people's day? I just want to give a shout out to my cousin <laughs> who uh, hit us with the the line of the holiday. <laughs> Tell them the line of the holiday, but you got to get the background on it, though. You kind of got to. It's not, it's, I don't know. I want to just leave it hanging okay, out Okay, you do what you do. You do what you do. Uh, do what you do. Go ahead, though. From one cousin to another, 
your mama fixed you and your concubine a plate. <laughs> <laughs> and that's family, ladies and gentlemen. That's family. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the beautiful thing about that, there were no punches thrown. No punches thrown. You know, everybody just kind of like shakes their head and keeps it moving. But when you know your concubine hey. is a concubine, it doesn't make sense to throw punches over, over the truth. Like I'm just saying, like, you know. Hashtag concubine. <laughs> indeed, indeed. It was great. I got to see my family. I got some sweet potato pie. I um We got some sweet potato pie, thank you. Yes. We yeah, all we're got super sweet appreciate pie. Yo, just in case you didn't know, um Takia's mom makes awesome sweet potato pie. And it's something I, I it took me a very long time. Oh, let me tell you this. So for years, Takia and I have been cool. Many, 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 many years we've been cool. Like, like we've been like cool for a very long time. And she would always tell me how she would go home. She's like, I got to go home, get my mom's sweet potato pie. This is like a thing for her every Thanksgiving. And she would always talk to me about how awesome this sweet potato pie is. Like, 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 she would like go into vivid detail. Now, mind you, a lot of people might not remember or know that my good friend Takia is also a poet. So she's very good at painting visual pictures when she wants to. I like baked goods. I, I, I'm an inner fat kid. You know what I'm saying? So when you talk about like, you know, cake or, you know, certain types of pies or cookies or whatever, I get excited. You know, or, you know, I get, I get like a half. No, I don't. That's not true. But anyway. <laughs> Thank you for stopping. <laughs> <laughs> it's not true at all. But I, I do really like, like, like baked goods like that. So like, you know, she's talking about this stuff all the time. And all this time, she's like, yeah, nah, I can't bring you nothing. Like, you can't bring me. You're going to keep telling me how good it is, but you can't bring me. Nah, son. Nah, and this was like a decade of nah, son. It was. And I finally graduated to a slice, son. Just one slice. A slice. slice? A, sl- a slice, Slim. You got graduated to a slice. A slice. And so you came in like, you know, when uh, <clears throat> apparently generosity is abundant now. But I, I had to he graduate to a slice. He came in after you put in all of that work, though. And that's, that's why it hurts so much. Well, <laughs> you laid the but foundation. But also, also, Slim was very instrumental this year and in, in making sure the pies got here. Okay. It was I'm a pie pep talk. I'm a facilitator of bringing out people's best. <laughs> well, whatever part you played, sir, we'll, we will we will uh say thank you for it, but you know. Uh, Did you enlist somebody to emotionally manipulate your mother into making pies? No, nah, she just make a pie. That's the beautiful mm-hmm. thing about it. and that's what's so crazy about it when I found I never said this, but like to find out after all these years, all you had to do was just say, "Yo, my friend wants a pie." And she'll make one. That's no questions asked. It's really that easy. I felt hurt. This is like, wait a minute. So I had to graduate to a slice after a decade, and all you had to do was just say, "Yo, my friend wants a, p- a sweet potato pie." She's like, "I." Right. That, you that's could be hurtful. using an abusing mama, huh? It's actually using an abusing mama. I guess because I she only do does it like once a year. Like she, really it's special. Does. But I understand because she it's really special. does not mind. Yeah, yeah, but and it's she special. doesn't. I mean, like somebody. I mean, I'm, in, I'm from the my South. My mama make anybody a pound cake, but that don't mean I'm going to ask my mama to make a pound cake for you. Oh, not just, I mean, any, any, anybody. Not just anybody. Well, that's what I'm saying. You can't be using the abusing mama. It's I like would never do that. Lee and Cicely. Thank you. Shout out Chesty McLush. Chesty McLush. What up, Bo? That's it. Yeah. How long did it take her to get beyond a slice? Uh, I don't want to know. About that. I don't want to know. You don't want to know. I don't want to know. It's probably not instantaneous. It's probably like... When y'all like were in grad school together, like, ah, oh, it's my friend. Oh, you want a pie? Show, motherfucker. 
I don't know why I did Samuel Jackson. Like I just picture mom doing Samuel Jackson. Like, that's that's what my I mom did. sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> like, like Christian mother is saying, "Sure, yeah. motherfucker." Yeah, yeah, I don't know. You know, Christian people curse with the best of them. Some, sometimes you get the best cussing from Christian people. They sure they do. Oh my goodness. Uh, but anywho, so um, yeah, so everybody's. I know how yours was slim because you know. Yeah, the council. The council was in session. I was able to sit. You got, you got on the tail, yeah. You had a good council, time too. Did you have a good time? Did, were you treated? Were you, were you comfortable? And I was. Yeah, I was yeah. tired as hell, but yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I'm pretty sure the copious amounts of wine did not help at all. Oh yeah, we oh. we easily punished like 27 bottles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Over the course of four days. Yeah, easy. Yeah, yeah. I, I've I've learned thoroughly that my my cutoff is officially after two days of wine. I need to just stop. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't need to go into like Saturday still drinking wine. My, 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 yeah, it's, you know, it's, just, it's not built that way. You no, know, it's hilarious. Uh, Monday morning, I had my physical, <laughs> so it's gonna be very, really interesting to see when my test results come back. Saying, "Hey, man, well, you, you know, are alcoholic, right? <laughs> you have hypertension." Now, what's probably gonna happen is your 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 blood pressure gonna be super low because everything's open wide the hell up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was it was funny though. Your A1C might be high though. Hey. As you know, it's so still good. sugar. Remember, like I got that diabetes. And that and the that mild, sugar. Yeah. That sugar. This weekend, problematic ass people. Tell them. Throw the whole government away. <laughs> I'll, I'll um. I'll um. I'll um. All of them. All right, of course, I'm going to ask you to elaborate a little bit. I, I'm not, I don't disagree with you. Take but, your pick. Yeah. But right. That's what I'm like. I don't I even. I get it. I get it. But like, there, there's got to be something at the top of the list. Like, you know, like, is, is are we talking how about like the tax try, plan? No. How they going to try and make this tax plan? How are you going to try and make tuition wave for grad students motherfucking income? So people Girl. won't get, have to pay taxes on the wave tuition and the motherfucking low ass salary they paying these people. Mm. Oh, and if you got on like a federal loan forgiveness and they they pay your loans, that's income as well. So you have right. to pay on that. Oh, there's it, also- basically it bends you over and like Harvey Weinstein's you unless you're like a rich, 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 rich person, person or a corporation. Yeah. Which, which which makes people which makes us have to ask, you know what I'm saying? Do we want to have like any kind of educated class here mm-hmm. at all? No. I mean, no. that's not what this is about. <laughs> they've been they've been trying to gut like the U.S. education system for I don't know how long. They put a fucking idiot in charge of like I've cursed a lot today. I apologize. <laughs> I, this is not normally how I do. I, I'm, you I'm, own I'm reset. You I apologize, ladies and gentlemen. Right this is not me. Well, it is, but you yeah. you off that sweet but they potato got, pie right now. That's what, that's what it is. Up. Sweet potato pie. Sweet potato pie. Charged uh, up. Yeah, so they got Bessie DeVos in charge of the U.S. Department of Education. You know how she feels about the U.S. Department of Education. You know, there's a lot of questionable stuff going on. But they're like the tax plan. Um, they're trying to go at the like the the mortgage um, mortgage write offs and stuff like that. They're going at um, what else? Oh, the mortgage interest deduction. Yeah, they're going after like you can't make it. You get a personal exemption. They're taking that both the House and the Republican about the House, excuse me, and the Senate version. Are basically removing the personal exemption, which is crazy, um, especially if you're single. Um, and looking there's, at another 13 million uninsured. Oh, there's that, and there's also there like the house plan wants to collapse the seven tax brackets into four. You know what that means? Uh, and so if you look at how everything breaks out or whatever, just like you know the people in the middle, of course, get screwed the hardest because we're the ones who make the engine go. You know what I mean? So it's 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 crazy. I I feel you. I'm just saying there's so many things that you can. 
You know. <laughs> I love how on a very smart brothers, they refer to the White House as a trap house. It's like yeah. they got roaches, snitches. They do have roaches rats. and rats. But like literally though. Yeah. You know, they both have like literally figurative and, and literal roaches yeah. and rats. It's crazy. Moments. Um, maybe because like ain't nobody running the show. Nope. Man, I like to oh, give a momentary sidebar shout out to very Rodents. smart brothers for uh, Rodents love an empty building. Now it's all good, bro. Uh, I, was, I, was, I, I just the the facial expressions <laughs> that Chrissy has when she makes certain statements mm-hmm. is just hilarious. <laughs> Yeah, 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 that's like, case average. Like I don't. Anybody ever watch Futurama? Oh yes, I watched that entire series twice, all the way through. Just yeah, I, I feel like I feel I feel like I feel like we need to like do Christy like they did Nixon and whatever, and keep her head in the jar, uh-huh. so we just keep like <laughs> the comments and the facial expressions, you know, ad infinitum, just for in perpetuity, just like you know, like you know, like twenty. You know, twenty thousand years from now, whatever, we'll still be able to see Christy make it like like, yeah, rodents love an empty house. You know. Do we have the technology? Uh if we can build it, they'll come. They'll come. They'll yeah. Come. I don't know. But you're saying sidebar shout out? Oh no, I just like uh, a lot of a lot of respect for very smart brothers, how they did it. I think they uh <clears throat> you know, everybody's path to success and benchmarks for success are different. Uh but I do like the way they created something and then sold it mm-hmm. and created jobs for themselves basically within within what they created and sold. So, you know, they made very smart brothers, they sold it to the root, you know, purchased by Viacom, and now they still work, but now they just write. So mm-hmm. when they started the business, they had to handle everything. They had to handle all the administrative aspects of it and all of that. Mm-hmm. They sold to, you know, a larger company who now handles all of that stuff. They made money and they get paid to do what they really want to do in the first place, which is just right, you know, for the root. So I just think that's a good example. And the root got sold too. I forgot who bought the root, but yeah, the root got, the root got sold too. I think I think like an Hispanic owned conglomerate or something mm-hmm. like that. I could be yeah. mistaken on it. This is it's why we need fact checkers that, at um, this spot. Like I know they show up on that Jezebel website. They're always like Jezebel Jalopnik, the root oh sorry, it's like Jezebel Jalopnik, the root some other stuff that's mm. all lumped together. I'm sorry. It's been a while since we've been here. I forgot. You know, <laughs> I got to actually talk into it's, the microphone for people to hear me. We're not just conversing. Yeah, sorry, yeah. It's, sorry, it's sorry. all good. It's all good. I, I will say it's, it's good to have, you know, the the, uh, the the four of us back together. We're the four best friends that anybody could ever, ever have. have. <laughs> 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 nah, it's, it's really good. Uh, I mean... I, and Christie's cats. <laughs> I'm never, I'm never surprised. Whenever something Univision, gets. Univision bought mm-hmm. the root. Mm-hmm. It wasn't crazy. I thought so, but I wasn't sure. I know it wasn't crazy. Thank you, Christy. I was wondering what she was doing. She looked very intent over there. I was like, mm-hmm. "What's she doing?" She was focused. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was Univision, but I wasn't sure. Yeah, I, that sounds familiar. I can't remember who it was specifically, Univision. but I, I was thinking along those lines. Which is interesting. It is, but I mean, you know, I mean, hey. You know, it's, it's better than that than like, you know, you know, like. Breitbart. Cl- thank you. That's <laughs> thank you. Oh, I couldn't no, think. I think what's interesting to me is does this mean that they're going to bump up their Afro-Latino content or are they just going to try and use the root as the conduit for it? 
I don't know because it feels like they've had it in their in their um, in their portfolio for, for a minute now. Years. Huh? years. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, if they haven't really, if, if, I haven't really felt like time got bought. I don't know if y'all saw that for like two point four billion, something crazy like that. Everything's being bought. CVS just agreed to buy. But time got bought by somebody that you don't want time to be bought by, though. They got bought by somebody who has clearly like shady, like well, I'm clearly re- like Republican. Welcome to America. Uh, yeah, yeah, leaning. You know, so in time has been one of those like magazines for like decades now. That's kind of like been like above the fray. Not not saying they don't they don't have their the way they lean on certain things too. But at the same time, it's been time. You can like reference them on Fox News or CNN. And I don't know if you're going to be able to do that in the future. So mm-hmm. I don't know. So, I mean, I haven't really seen a big shift in the root over the last few years. I'm still seeing, like, content that I feel is relevant to, to, to me and, you know, to, you know, I don't know. I feel like the Atlantic has definitely come up a lot over the last couple of years. So. Yeah, that's a, the Atlantic is a go-to publication for me. We actually subscribe to, uh, to the Atlantic. An actual physical magazine hmm. that still comes to the house. What's that like? Yeah, yeah it's yeah. real. It's real. It's a throwback. It's a throwback. I it's, it's, to a simpler time. Is is Jet Magazine like one hundred percent digital now? Or? I have no yeah. idea. Thank it goodness. is. I know that's probably wrong. I, been, I <laughs> no no, it's cool. But I have been saying for so long that I want to go ahead and like subscribe <clears throat> to Jet because I remember going to my grandmother's house as a kid. <clears throat> And remember seeing there's always a Jet magazine on a coffee table and not really understanding until I got older. The reason why is because that was the the primary way that we as people of color mm. got our news and information about other people of color. You know, there there was nothing else. Like, you know, and there's obviously the Emma Till thing. So, like, that generation, my grandmother's generation, they were loyal to that publication. And I felt like I could have done more with that. So maybe I need to pick up a, a subscription of some sort, um, you know. And just have some toilet reading. I don't know. Because that's about the only time I read like Support a black newspaper. I'm very much online with a lot of shit. I need to be better about that. I know print is good. but I, I, I think like we it. got black newspapers online. Oh, yeah. I'm just saying it's like, you know, the subscription thing or whatever. It's just, yeah. I got I got I to throw some suggestions my way. I'm, I'm, I'm open to it. I still need to uh, uh, open up an account with a, um, a black um, lending institution. I still haven't done that. I've been um, doing research here and there, and every now and then I just forget to like you know make a industrial final decision. bank. There's a there are a couple out there that I was looking at though. But <sighs> industrial is local. Yeah, I mean, but honestly, I just need something that's like you know that's got like online banking and a couple other features or whatever. And you know, if I if I want to make something like you know ventures where I can like get some business loans maybe in the future whatever make that happen that's cool yeah. so if industrial can handle that that's cool but there are a couple other ones that I was looking at too um that that would be you know contenders as well so man, they got to refi these mortgages yeah man that's all but, I'm saying yeah but I, I need to I need to I need to have I need to be like banking somewhere black you know what I'm saying Yeah. I feel you. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Any more problematic people? Yeah. Nope. Oh, no, Matt really? Lauer. I mean, if you want to name you. every senator, no, I mean, and I, congressman, individual. I think Christy got to the person I'm surprised and getting mentioned. What's she say? Why? See, only men are surprised by that. Matt Lauer looked like a fucking. Creep. No, no, I'm surprised that nobody mentioned it for problematic people. I'm not surprised. Matt Lauer's been long problematic thought, for years. Yeah, I've long thought he was a douchebag. 
that that's not surprising to me at all. Um, I don't. Wasn't it Katie Kirk that Matt Lauer kind of mm-hmm. got forced out of the Today Show? That was um, Ann Curry. Ann Kurt. Okay. Um, so that's what I found watching the Today Show. Yep. Yeah. Ann and, Kurt was a girl. And that's when when that happened, Al Roker was super mad about it. So that he mm-hmm. did a weather report or whatever, and he made some like slick line about like, yeah. Speaking of throwing people under the bus, here's today's weather. I was, I was, like, <laughs> I was like, oh shit! Like every now and then, Al Roker reminds you as 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 like, I am a black man. man. He went, like he went Ali Williams. I tell you, I tell you the thing, and then like, yeah, yeah, it's huh. gonna rain. Huh. <laughs> the shit that like let you know is when like Al Roker went against Billy Bush about the, um the, the swimmer. The, mm. Who's the who's the um the dude that oh, lied? Yeah. Lochte. Mm. Ryan, Ryan Lochte, whatever. Lochte. And like the dude was like, ah, oh, he was just like, you know, he was just blah blah blah. And Matt Al Roker was like, he lied. Mm. He was like, no, no, he was just blah 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 blah. He lied. He would not let this dude get off the hook. And yeah. I was like, Al Roker. Yeah, I knew ahead. Al Roker was a real one when he said he sharded in the White House. <laughs> I, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. That's hilarious. I was like, yo, this is a real one right here. Get you one that can do both. I'll <laughs> Roker like I don't need you. I don't need this job. I single handedly run the Weather Channel. Don't get it fucked up, Matt. You know what I'm saying? I will go over there. And then the other reality is, all his kids are grown and put through college. You don't need that motherfucking job at all. He's My wife work. Don't you see your own Dateline? Right? He he married to a he married to a high a high earning black woman. Huh. Like good. who's his wife? I can't remember her name. She does something with the news, though. Yeah, she does. Like, I think she's a um, reporter, too. Yeah, That's what's up. Or was she a reporter and then she like moved behind the scenes? You would know her face if you saw her. Okay. Okay. Not and a lot of times in the media, that. that's how it happens. Because it's, um, what's, um, <clears throat> Mari m- married, uh. Connie Chung. Connie they Chung. still married. Yeah, I mean, a lot of times it happens like that in media. Deborah so. Roberts. Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. All right. That's what's up. Get it out. I mean, some of the shit that Matt Lauer was doing, it was like, and when somebody was breaking it down to me, I was like, he did that, <laughs> like, like the whole giving your coworker like you know sex sex toys like, with explicit. Yeah. So here's the problem. I had. So I was like talking to one of my coworkers about this. I was like, yeah, you know, he's like giving coworkers like sex toys. She's like, wow, that's not that bad. I was like, the fuck. I wish a nigga would give me a fucking sex toy just up at. Where I work, I was about to say my place of employment. I, I might be creeped out if my friend bought me a sex Don't toy. Don't nobody need to buy my sex toys. <laughs> I mean, like, that's just... Let me buy that. Weird. Something. Yeah. It's, it's, it's With an explicit fun. note, like, this is how I would like to use this on you. Whoa. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, no. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yes. Honestly, I haven't. Like, honestly, because I've just... I've, I've always felt... Far. Every time I've paid attention to Matt Lauer... Not every time because that's an extreme. I don't like to use absolutes. But oftentimes when I feel like I've paid attention to Matt Lauer, it's like, this guy's a douche. <laughs> like the whole thing when he tried to like make Kanye West feel like shit for saying what he said to like about George Bush, whatever. Don't you want to apologize to the president? Uh, you know, you said very hurtful things. Like that's how he felt like 10 years ago. Why are you why bringing that shit back up? I, I just I just I just don't like I, I'm not I've not been a fan of Matt Lauer. So. It's it's caused uh, <clears throat> this like string of exposing, uh, you know, things that in our community we are no strangers to 
experiencing something for years and telling people that it's happening and it not being believed um, until, you know, there's like a like an onslaught of uh, public exposure. No, no, no pun intended to the information is like it, it. This is raising like a really interesting thought process for me, though. Um, because I was listening to NPR um, and one uh, representative on NPR was making some really, really poignant points about how, you know, women are supposed to feel uh, safe in the workplace and that nobody in a position of power is supposed to be using it um, in order to leverage um, either sexual favors or just to make somebody feel um, pressured into doing something or making any sort of decision um, because of that power um, and of a sexual nature or any kind. But then she said, um, she said something that made me just think. Uh, and it was something along the lines of, uh, you know, some, some things are just uh, like, romantic discussion is is like there's no place for it in in the workplace in a professional environment and when i thought about that on its face like it sounded good but then i then i was like but wait a minute i was like you know how much time you spend at work you know how much time you spend around the people that you work with? Third of your day. Do you at know how many relationships are built? Even friendships. Don't even talk about like romantic involvement. Mm-hmm. How how much of your life spawns <laughs> from your from your work? And then I was like, that seems like I don't think I don't think it's healthy to take the approach that work is for is for specifically professional associations. And in anything that's not related to a professional activity geared to a professional outcomes needs to be segregated out from the workplace. Because, I mean, what if, like, the bomb relationship gets formed with somebody that you work with? It happens. But you have to cut yourself off from that, you know, just because I don't think that we should we should allow the fact that many men, not just some, more than we'll ever know about, abuse power, they mistreat women, they uh, harass women, they sexually assault women, and it's wrong, and it's terrible, but you can't, like, you can't, like, go out for drinks with a co-worker as long as you respect her boundaries and respect her space with the understanding that so, that could potentially turn into something mutual that both of you so, guys want. So I think the Garrison Keillor incident kind of like is why that woman might say that because like with Garrison Keillor, it was like, you know, I don't hit what, what the statement that he released said, you know, there was a coworker. She was upset. She was talking about being unhappy. He put his hand on her back to comfort her and somehow oops it slipped up her shirt and oh you know his hand proceeded to slide work. up her hands bare back always slide wait up. wait wait and then what he said was i thought we were good because we were friends after it you know what i'm saying she recoiled i apologized but we were still friends after that 
And I think the problem with that and then other people have made statements. This is more online. The statements that I'm about to refer about um, to, oh, I think this is just flirting out of control. And I think the reality is a lot of times women are very friendly to the point where men think that they are actually friends with them because they are actually doing their best to preserve themselves in the situation. So a lot of times women are friendly and we don't want to be. We don't mm. want to be flirty. We don't want to we don't even want to be civil. But because we're so creeped out and we understand the power dynamic and not only the power dynamic of whatever that man or sometimes that woman may be, but the actual perception dynamic of, oh, well, she's just too sensitive or she's just whatever. When really, oh, I feel like I want to shower every time I talk to this person or every time they look at me or every time they walk past me. And so I think that, you know, one of the things that, you know, it, it is a fine line, but the reality is on some level, until you establish that you are actually friends with somebody outside of the workplace, you actually shouldn't be talking about your relationships at all. Because the reality is you never know if people are really liking you and wanting to <laughs> engage or if they're just going along because they got to get along. Hmm. And not everyone who's being nice to you is flirting with you. For men well, and right. Women. And that's another thing about women. You know, just because women are nice to you and we smile doesn't mean that like we're flirting and we're interested. It just means that like we're, we're polite. You're a human being. And I, I mean, that's a that's actually a, a separate discussion that I think would actually be awesome for us to have on the show, <laughs> because that's just something that is difficult for most men to navigate anyway. Mm-hmm. Because and that's why I said it's men and women, because we're how to social how we're socialized, where, you know, men are supposed to pursue women and women are supposed to be pursued as archaic as that sounds. We're still mm-hmm. like majority socialized that way and on how, you know, for a man you men are taught to like chase to pursue and it's like well i don't really thrive in that dynamic yeah, yeah. it's, it's not true. it's that's not true. for me it's not for me I'm just, I'm just as a person who's observed, old, got no time. as a person who's observed, <laughs> observed the socialization I'll put on some track shoes and chase your ass <laughs> <laughs> it's just like you know and we're talking about majority here right we're not talking about we're, we're, like, we're obviously none of us fit in that, exactly that, that, we're, that we're all outside that hilarious. paradigm but part of you know part of what we do as thinkers on this show is like we try to think about and consider things that are outside of our paradigm um, so I think that's an interesting topic to discuss for later. Um, but to piggyback on what Christy said, you know, I agree that you should there, you need to have controls in place. You need to have checks in place. You can't just be like, Oh, I thought we were friends. Let me put my hand up your shirt. Like, that's not, I don't know how you get from there to there. It's just like, I don't know how you get from friendly text messages to dick pics. Like, I don't know how you make, I don't know how you cross that chasm. Men. To you know, to going from going from oh she's nice to oh I think she should see my dick now. So let me ask I, you this: I don't get it, but let, what can can I just ask this very quick question? Okay, I'll try I, to remember what I was saying. Well, go ahead. I, I'll go. Ahead. I, I'll hold it. I'll, I'll remember. <laughs> are mine. you going to remember what <laughs> yeah, you're going to say? I remember mine. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, I was going to say that you do need to have controls in place, but you if you have to make sure you're friends with somebody before you take anything to that next level, I think that's a good that's a good thing to do at work, outside of work, anywhere. <laughs> you know, you just you need to make sure that you really understand where a person is and where a person's coming from before you try to step that thing up. What I don't want us to do in the workplace is put you in a place where you can't even explore that friendship. Like you can't even because like I said, her statement was 
work is a professional environment for professional activities and for you know professional discussion and that's it and i know that i no if anybody was to ever accuse me of sexual harassment in a workplace I think everybody that knows me would be surprised. I would be surprised because it's something that I go out of my way to make sure I don't do. But at the same time, I joke with people. Uh, part of what I'm a consultant. Part of what makes me good at my job is making people feel comfortable. Um, you know, making e- easing people's concerns, making them feel like they're heard and that their problems are a priority and that they're understood. Uh, you know, and in the midst of that. Friendships are born because you you highlight the commonalities between you and another person that makes them more comfortable with you. You open up to them. They open up to you. And something could be born of that potentially if, you know, if I was in a situation where that was possible. I'm not because I'm married. But um, for those who are single um, or polyamorous or whatever, and something like that being a possibility for them. If you have to keep your situation strictly to professional place, professional discussion, you know, I don't think we should say you can't be friendly with people and you can't joke with people because some people are abusive and some people are harassers and some people don't know how to joke. And some people don't like some people don't know. So that means the people who can joke with people and make them feel comfortable and and not cross the line and not overstep the bounds they can't do it because like i I just it's an interesting point of discussion for me you know so i totally agree i think the happy medium between what the what what the woman on npr said which is romantic discussion doesn't belong in the workplace at all and what i'm saying is that like develop a friendship first and the reality is you can actually be friends with somebody or have, you know, a workplace based friendship that doesn't actually leave the workplace mm-hmm. and talk about a whole bunch of stuff and never get into the nitty gritty of your relationships. So I think it's totally possible to talk about life and build a friendship and not actually be talking about all the complexities of your romantic relationships, because the reality is we are so much more than just our romantic relationships. And I think that's why, you know, in the workplace, it's so easy to develop friendships or to, you know, have romantic relationships develop because you see so much more of a person in the workplace than just who you would if you met somebody out at a bar, you know what I'm saying? And so like, because there's such a, you know, so much of your personality is, you know, on view in the workplace. I don't think that it's not that we can't have friendly discussions. And I don't think that anyone's saying, you know, you can't say, oh, I had a shitty morning because, you know, I had an argument with my partner on the way out the door. But I do think it's that, you know, in a workplace, unless you know that somebody is your friend, that conversation about your argument and your partner stops with the fact that I'm in a bad mood because like I had an argument with my partner because to talk about anything more than that with somebody who you don't know to be your friend first of all it's just personally not smart you know what I'm saying you Mm -hmm. you open yourself up to feed people what could turn you know what you think are are confidences that they turn around and use ammunition Mm -hmm. so first of all you just need to be smarter about who it is that you're talking to but I think more importantly the reality is you know (laughs) that like um you know, like we can be friends and we can talk about so much more than, you know, our our baggage and our relationship shit 
at work and have genuine, you know, friendships and connections where people really get to know who you are without, you know what I'm saying, treating all your relationships like it's a therapy project. Because I think that's the other thing, you know what I'm saying, that, that that it's not just the romantic stuff. I think sometimes when we get comfortable with people, especially in the workplace where we spend so much time with people, we just get too loose. I think there's a lot of people who don't understand that, like, um, just because you spend all day with these people does not mean that you come into work and you, like, you know, get naked psychologically and emotionally with these people. Like, that is inappropriate. Yeah, I, I will actually like to piggyback on to that. Um as far as <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, um, I'm I have this weird rule where, and I actually picked this up, um, Christy. You and I have a mutual friend um, from undergrad who who lost uh, his mother before he came to you know what I'm talking about before he came mm-hmm. to Howard. Um, and don't shit where you eat, huh? Don't shit where you eat. No, 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 no. What what, what I was oh. gonna say is um, too late. It it was <laughs> what. <laughs> <laughs> what I was gonna what I was gonna say is that um as far as I, I, I know that was like the the first real example of because like you know prior to that you know especially as you're coming up as a younger man or whatever it's very easy to when you're clowning with your boys to talk about somebody's mother or whatever and that changed the dynamic for me because like okay this is something that was an issue for him and a hot button issue for him so it changed my my consideration and thinking in that regard so much to so much so that Unless people bring up their parental situations or their personal situations, I don't inquire. It's not that I don't care. It's not that I'm not interested. It's not that I'm not open to hearing it or whatever. But if you don't actually bring it up with me, then I'm going to take it as you're not, that's not what you want to discuss. Now, if it comes up and like organically it happens, whatever we talk about, it's cool. Like, you know, like, like there are plenty of conversations that I have had with people that, when we have the conversation, it's almost like we didn't have them because it's not going to go anywhere else other than what, what we said. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? But it's it's I, I agree. I feel like there are a lot of people who don't understand how to kind of like, you know, keep certain lines and certain boundaries in place. And it's just I think that's a lot of it in terms of just how we are as individuals and how we've been raised. But to go back, so back I don't forget what, what I was going to say. Yeah. Um I'm going to assume I'm, of course, like uh, I welcome you both to answer uh, Christine T. Rich. Um I'm going to assume that both of both of you have gotten unsolicited dick pics at some point. Everybody's gotten. Yeah, yeah. So and and that's and that's what's going to be my my follow up. So I'm like I'm 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 also assuming that a lot of your your other women friends have also gotten unsolicited dick pics. Mm -hmm. How do you as women like? Like what goes through your head when you get that? I've actually gotten unsolicited, like you know, like pictures of naked women, whatever, and like you know, depending upon if I'm single or or not or whatever. It's just like not when I'm married, just to clarify. I was like, what? <laughs> no, not when I'm married, <laughs> but like when I've been talking to like maybe I was in a relationship with somebody, whatever, and like you know, I still got like a little unsolicited pictures, whatever. It's like you know, like yeah. So, but as women, like how do you, how, what goes in your mind when it happens or whatever? Because I just think like when, like I've never done that before. I've never, even if somebody asked me to send something, I've never done it's, that. It's a think, bad idea. Yeah. Even if they ask you, it's a bad idea. Yeah, it's just, but I just think it's, it's like never the, a good decision. No pun like intended, the balls to, to do that. <laughs> <laughs> no pun yeah. intended. I don't like dick pics. I never I respond. I, and I have a girlfriend who's like that. She loves dick pics. She has a dick pic now, folder in her phone. Well, I don't respond to them. Especially if they're unsolicited, but I love a dick pic. I, so, I, I just, mean, mm-mm. I take them and I'll judge them, you know what I'm saying? But I'm also judging the motherfucker that sent them to me. 
<laughs> so I'm just, I mean, I don't respond positively. I'm just like, why would you do this? I don't like dick pics. Please it's don't ever do this again. No. Sometimes I, I don't care if your penis has actually been inside my vagina. I still don't want to see a picture. I don't want to like be hanging out somewhere like maybe I'm at my desk and I get a text and I open it up and it's your dick. I don't want that. How are you I don't supposed w- to continue to go on with your day after? I don't want to be at happy hour or brunch yeah, yeah, like, and there's a dick. No. I'm trying to troubleshoot and problem solve and you send me a dick pic. Like that's, that's a completely different thought process now that you've brought me to. Really? I was trying to go on with my day. I don't like dick pics. I mean, and it's it's... I don't consider myself like sexually prude, but like when you start oh, no, sending I penises did. on my phone, no. It's a violation, right? I don't like it. Okay. I, I don't want to see and I don't and I have girlfriends and you know, I'm gonna let y'all anybody out there that you send in a dick pic to, you're also sending it to her girlfriends because she's gonna show them. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanna let you know this is not a single payer kind of situation. <laughs> she is definitely paying this shit forward. We are sitting around, Universal we are looking at your care. dick and we are judging it. Now. I have a girlfriend who knows I like dick pics, so she forwards me all her unsolicited, and I love it. You know what I'm saying? Hilarious. I just but this, I mean, but if you send an unsolicited dick pic, then it's it's fair game. Yeah. So if I want to like send it, it to anybody and send my phone, don't put your dick in the ether. That's what <laughs> so I think that's the like. Because you know what though, I would never send a dick pic of somebody who I was actually in a relationship or cool with. You know what I'm saying? But if you send it to me and I don't know you, nigga, I pass that shit on. So <laughs> Slim and I had like this 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 uh this comedic idea, whatever, uh like uh <laughs> called a dickopedia, basically <laughs> So basically, if, like you get an unsolicited dick pic or whatever, like there's an app on your phone. So basically, like like find another random dick pic and send it back to the person. I think that's the best way to get them back. If you get an unsolicited dick pic, uh-huh. you should, they should get an unsolicited dick pic yeah, back with somebody return. else's dick. Yeah. And preferably something like should be wrong with the dick. Yeah. Like there should be some type of like like pussy type thing going Ew. on. Exactly. Exactly. Like, like, yeah. Or it it's should good. be like aggressively uncircumcised. Yeah, something, something, like something. Maybe like it should be some smegma or something. I don't know. See, I would have thought it should have been like prettier. I like an uncircumcised penis. No, I aggressively think... uncircumcised. I, I don't know what that means. Aggressively uncircumcised. What does that mean? Like you got a whole. <laughs> My another, voice just got high up. You got a whole nother dick worth of foreskin on your dick. Oh yeah. Wow. <laughs> like an entire additional dick worth of foreskin. I don't know. What you call that in the financial world is growth potential. They haven't learned how to present it right. I don't like. I don't know how you can present double dick skin with one dick. (laughs) They need to to roll it down. Yes. You know, like they need to. You know, you know, you need to like have your turtle out of the shell. You know what I'm saying? Don't be uncircumcised and so be be waving this thing at me with all the like, like the fuck is that? Nah. But if you all share with no turtle, like, 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 like some kind of creature from Doctor Who and shit, don't do that to me. You see, it's like the top of the head peeking out. You got (laughs) to, right? You got to have a turtle come off his shell. You know what I'm saying? You can't be scaring people like that. You You shouldn't have so much foreskin that it looks like your foreskin is giving birth to a penis. You should also warn people if you're not circumcised. This is the first time I went down and saw one. I was like, whoa. Anybody not born here or that's a Jehovah Witness is not circumcised. That nigga was born here. (laughs) He still had a bunch of extra skin. No. And if you're an adult and it look like that, it's not it's not a circumcision. That's a dick lift. You need to get it. According to to what you sent me, uh, Christy, you sent the whole thing on uh, what's the dude ruins everything? That show? Yeah. Alex ruins everything. Oh. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's a whole thing on, on circumcision. Alex, Alex ruins everything. Adam ruins everything. Adam yeah. ruins everything. Yeah. And it was like one of those. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, circumcision. No. Yeah. So I'll I don't know. Something to think about. Maybe you don't circumcise a child. You said what? I said maybe you don't circumcise really, your, your baby boy. I'll be releasing uncircumcised males out into the world. Mm. It's basically male genital mutilation. Mm-hmm, it is. And it's for the purposes we we do it in this country because we it's yes, left over from a time when we were trying to stop men from masturbating. No, that shit it doesn't didn't work. work. That'll never work. Yeah. And <laughs> it may be responsible for why women are not as orgasmic as they could be because you know you don't need KY when you got you know what I'm saying your self made lube machine going on and apparently you know what I'm saying it helps distribute all of that. No, I've never had that problem. I mean, I don't have that orgasm problem. That's I don't know if that's out there. Y'all talking about two different things, but either way, good for y'all. Are we talking the same thing? Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought it was a moisture versus orgasm thing, but okay. I, I thought. Well, the, apparently the, the all additional force. I said moisture. Yeah. I apologize. I'm supposed to not say Wait, wait, y'all. Pre-cum is not for your benefit. No. That's not what I was. That's not what I was, Okay, never mind. That's not what I was saying. <laughs> that's not what I was saying. But okay. It's all right. We'll, we'll just move on. Moving right along. Speaking of orgasms. <laughs> did you watch the movie? I did. Oh, what the hell? What? Wait. What's going on? The never ending orgasm. Never getting orgasm. And I haven't seen it. What's this about? Ooh. <laughs> That's a dumb question. <laughs> what is this about? It's about orgasms. It's about women. Super orgasms. Super orgasms. Okay. And this is a movie? Yes. I guess it's more to like a documentary. Peter, to quote it's Peter Griffin, yeah. go on. Yeah. <laughs> where, where might one access this film? Hulu. Hulu. Uh, all right. Bet. <laughs> so they're talking about women who have um, super orgasms, which is like, you know, more than one orgasm. or um, So they can either be like multiple back-to-back or, as they described them in the documentary, um, stop picking at the way I say I'm things. Not. Go ahead, proceed. Um, like waves. So even if you're not done with one, you just kind of like roll into the other and you have, you know, upwards of like, I think one woman says she had like 60. That sounds like that could be actually dangerous. That's a lot. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I, I, I've seen some things when it gets up in high numbers. Well, uh, uh, it sounds like uh, these are women who are loving life and, and who understand their own bodies. I think it's also very. It could also be the wiring, though, very, too. Very important. Which is what they were exploring because they yeah. were trying to see if there was like um, something different about the brain function, brain structure of women who are able to have super orgasms versus women who just have like regular orgasms, or I guess those sad souls who have none. And at think it was like the women who have super orgasms, they start out more um, aroused, like before mm. the actual sex occurs. Mm. And they also have higher levels of oxytocin between orgasms. And oxytocin is like the, the love the love hormone okay. that makes you want to like cuddle in love and like attach and bond to your partner. This mm. all sounds very scientifically fascinating. Yeah. It was. I, I, I shall well, I watch this. I felt like I was left out in the cold. It was legit science, so it wasn't mm-hmm. like, you know, 
some sex writer somewhere just writing about, you know, a theory that people have. So but it's like, not like it was real science. It's not like it. Nymphomaniac Volume 1 and 2? No, it was like MRIs <laughs> and they had like... Yeah, somebody else they, There was electrodes. Know, electrodes that were monitoring like, you know, brain levels and it was very, what very... What about the labia levels? Like they monitor the labia levels. They never really? monitor the labia levels. Really? Get away from me. I just want to... There's only one MRI... You're supposed to be better than me in this situation. There was only one... One MRI and team of doctors that's actually ethically allowed in the whole world to to monitor women as they masturbate. And they were very excited. They were like, oh, she's about to have her second orgasm. You're right on time. Come in. <laughs> wow. Okay. And they were like, like different. So it shows that it shows this research that's being done in different parts of the world. So it was, um, I think it was New York. Um, London yeah. and Germany, and parts of it could not be done here because they the ones that were the part that was done in London, the women were hooked up to the electrodes and they were masturbating and they were monitoring like which parts of the brain were being activated during orgasm, and they were supposed to like press the button every time they had an orgasm. But while they were masturbating, they were also watching porn, and apparently, like you can't have porn on your computer wherever this lady was doing this research in America, so they couldn't do it here because you can't have like sexually explicit viewing materials. Okay. Well, this all all very sounds still very fascinating, yeah. and um, I think I'm I'm gonna I don't want to be left out of this discussion. I so do I. Sixty's a lot. Definitely gonna. I think know. that's a lot. I mean, I'm, as as a guy, I would feel like you know. Oh, I, I don't think a man could do that. Sixty. Yeah, I don't think a man could could like bust sixty times. No, 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 no. I'm talking about as a man feeling like he had some role in making that happen for the woman. No, uh, no. I mean I mean it's like, like involved, a, a dude would really shrivel up about... into a, like a like a like a husk. <laughs> and like after after like twelve well, they straight. Had the older like... guy. He didn't seem so put off by it. Oh, the lady that was like, Oh, I haven't told him yet. We're on our mini moon. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Which was confusing because I'm like, so y'all engaged, but he hasn't ridden this ride? Nah, that's not going to happen. Right. But right. she was a churchgoer. And she, she was, was like also 60. married three times. Mm. Well, this is true. <laughs> you know, Elizabeth, but Elizabeth Taylor oh, got well. married so many times because she just wanted to have sex and she was super, like, I think, religious. So she felt guilty. Oh. Mm. Huh. Didn't know that. Uh, Elizabeth Taylor also heard Michael Jackson's deep voice. Just want to throw it out there. Slim. Uh, I don't believe it. You don't have to believe it. Michael Jackson had a deep voice. Exactly. According to according to Elizabeth according Taylor. to Elizabeth Taylor. And my my question is, who the hell is Elizabeth Taylor that I should believe she heard? Michael <laughs> she is Jackson one of his best voice. friends. Uh, yeah. She sounds like a so liar. She, she gave Michael. She gave Michael Jackson his first Christmas. Yeah. Why would she lie? That's so bad. Why would she <laughs> lie? Why does anybody lie? I, I don't know, but why would she lie? It's Elizabeth Taylor. Because people she was lie. Cleopatra. People lie. Okay. That's a big ass lie right there <laughs> in and of its motherfucking self. That, that's not are that's you, not even the point I'm trying to make. To prove my point? Like, no, not at all. I'm I'm a great like uh and she's structure of arguments. She was an actress, actress. So she lies for a living. They lie for a living. That's what they do. I would like to like they pretend to be people they're not. I would like to discontinue this this line of question. <laughs> <laughs> so I just want to throw out there, going back to the whole Matt Lauer thing. So like you know the body count. Wow, we went way back. We did. Yeah. We, we did. Way no, I'm just no because this is just a thought I had. I just like I just thought it was just very like you know very simple thought. Um, you know the body count has gotten long. We got the Kevin Spacey. Uh, we got Weinstein. 
We've got the dude that's associated with Supergirl and The Flash on WB. We got like a lot of people. Got, got Louis C.K. Got Louis C.K. Got Matt Lauer. For me. And, and, and somewhere Pigeon. out there, somewhere out there, for some reason, R. Kelly's still safe. So two things I want to say. <laughs> One, and the interesting thing Trump, about these yeah. body counts is that the only two women who have been like openly vilified are um, Lupita Nyong'o and what's her name? Harold Perrineau's daughter. Harold Perrineau's daughter? Got yes. He does. She's biracial. Oh, we, we, we also need to talk about Russell Simmons, but we can talk about that. But go ahead. I'm sorry. Aurora. Madonna came out her whole ass with that. Didn't she? What happened? Her? What? Lena Dunham. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. So since, huh? sorry, Lee, you were asking about uh, Harold Perrineau's daughter. So Lena Dunham came out her all has with that. Lena Dunham's the girl she, star, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she preemptively released a statement, her and Jenny Connors, uh, who is the woman who um, was uh, her production company actually produced girls. They released a joint statement talking about some, you know, our friend who was accused of this would never do this. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, while we like to say that we believe all women, this is one of the few times that it's a false accusation. And then black who, Twitter who and feminist Twitter. She said this about Harold Perrineau's daughter. Wow. Who was a minor at the time. Who accused, who, who what was said, he, a producer on Girls? Right, that he was grown, he was in his 50s, and he, she was drunk mm-hmm. as a minor. At 17, mm-hmm. and alone with him, and he, um, you know, touched her. You know, so I don't think it was, I don't, I don't think it was like full-on um, penetrative, you know, rape, but I, it, it was sexual assault nonetheless. But, but the point is, you know, she was drunk. So, you know, like, e- why, was, why, why was a minor drunk on your set, Lena Dunham? What's like what why is that okay? Mm. Um so and, and preemptively because the allegations hadn't even come out, you know, like publicly. This was her and Jenny Connor But you know that's the best way to get at it though. It's just it's just like shape like, the narrative. Yeah, not just that, but it's like I don't know if you remember like when Hillary Clinton was like running for president. Of course y'all gonna remember. I'm sorry. I'm I'm speaking to I'm like sorry, hold some on. people in the audience. But the problem though is I understand if he wants to come out and say, like, I categorically deny the accusations that have been made against me, whatever, whatever, whatever. The problem with it is that Lena Dunham paints herself as being this, like, super feminist and, like, oh, yes, all women standing behind you. I mean, she's an asshole. She got mad because Odell Beckham wasn't talking to her. That's what it was. She was like, you're not talking to me because I'm fat and white. Like, well, maybe. And maybe it's because you're a horrible person. Or maybe maybe he just don't know you. Maybe Maybe he's not interested in you because you're, like, I don't know if he was really interested in women like that. I don't know. Who are you? Who the I mean, fuck are you like, that everyone has to talk to you? The reality is, I, I, be, before she was, you know what I'm saying, all the way, you know what I'm saying, on the shit list, you know what I'm saying, even as somebody who likes girls because they were just such a fucking mess and it was just so fucking entertaining to watch. The reality is, I don't necessarily know that I would recognize Lena Dunham as being Lena Dunham if I was out somewhere. Bitch, you some other, you, 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 you another fat white bitch out in the world. I mean, what? <laughs> That's, I mean, she's plain as fuck. Jeez. You know what I'm saying? So if I didn't see her tattoos, you know what I'm saying? I could walk past Lena Dunham in Starbucks and think that she was, you know what I'm saying, the broad that lived next door to me. Real talk. Who are you? You know what and I'm saying? Who the like, hell is Elizabeth Taylor? Who who I should you? listen you know to anything she tells me about Michael Jackson. I'm just, I don't know. Who was vilifying <laughs> Peter, though? 
Harvey Weinstein, he's the, oh, she, he's he's the only one. Guy. But yeah, yeah, there yeah. were a lot of people that made statements against him. And the only uh-huh. one he responded to was, was Lupita. Interesting. And so when um, Harold Perrineau's daughter, Aurora Perrineau, I'm sorry, I don't want to just like keep Saying attaching daughter. her yeah. existence her father, to her father. Her yes, Aurora Perrineau. When she came out with this and for... You know, this girl who paints herself as like, you know, I'm a feminist, all women, yeah, blah, blah, blah. And they come out and say like, oh, no, this is the 3% of people who lie just out the gate. And then she like went back and changed it afterwards. Like, oh, you know, oops, my bad. I was wrong. Maybe I shouldn't have, blah, 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 blah. But it's it like. Was, it was white women for I said something that I shouldn't have. And now I might be a little less famous and unpopular. So please forgive me because. I want to keep being as famous and popular. So there's that. And two, to answer your question about why is R. Kelly still existing? Because no one gives a shit about black girls and women. Like I said, some months Most ago. Most importantly, the black men who's supposed to be caping for us. Hmm. Because the reality is this, and this is real talk. There's a certain segment of black women who've been upset about R. Kelly. I'm waiting for actual black men to stand up and say, nope. No, sir, not me. No, you can't play that at the cookout. No, we not going to play that nigga on the radio. I need black men to actually start calling up radio stations and be like, nope, no, sir, don't play that shit. But until black men actually go to bat for us in mass in some kind of coordinated effort, R. Kelly going to continue to be played. Well, thank you for the thank you for the in mass. I appreciate that because I've I've been somebody who's been very very outspoken. I've been, been anti R Kelly pretty Kelly. much since uh you know since they showed him peeing on that girl in that video. No, since eleventh grade because I remember when they were talking about him marrying Aaliyah. I said that's disgusting. That because I Dude, I was yes, I, was I mean I just I remember like being in high school and I was like in eleventh grade and they were like like. My peers who were in like 10th or 11th grade talking about they were dealing with dudes that were like 24, 25 years old. I'm like, what could he want from you? you in my what? mind. And they think they're doing something. It's just like that to me they was like, do. that's disgusting. And I found out later that there were teachers at my school that were like, you know, like you know running after him too. About R. Kelly, aside from the fact that he married a teenager, he only sang about sex and his mama. And I was like, there has to be something in between. Dude. What? He don't like, say my what? Sex, sex and, and his, his mama. mama. He only sang about and sex. I was and like, his right. And I was like, there has to be something in between. And the fact that there isn't, you're gross. Like, because you're a mm-hmm. mama's boy and women mm-hmm. are totally objects to you. Yeah. Like, even before his I even thought to say something as bold mm-hmm. as I'm a feminist, you know what I'm saying? I was like, there's something about him singing about me reminding a, of, of a Jeep that is just gross. Like, we, we are people. No, we're not. That was the other thing that I didn't like about R. Kelly. I, like, for a long time, I know this is unfair, <laughs> but I personally blamed R. Kelly for, like, the downfall of lyricism in R&B for, like, many years. <laughs> I did. It's just like, 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 I still maintain one of the worst yet most popular songs ever written was I Believe I Can Fly. That shit is terrible. A five-year-old could have written a song better than I believe I. I believe I can touch the side. Scott, neck paddywhack R and B. Spread my wings. I'm sorry. I'm just like running through the lyrics in my head. Like, like say, 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 say the lyrics for me. No, no. I believe I can fly. fly I believe I can touch the sky. No, no. Let let it talk it out. I think about it every night and day. Spread my wings and fly away. Here's what it gets interesting. I believe I can soar. Something about see me running through that open open door. door. What the fuck? I just need something to rhyme with soar. Like. And I'm like, we'll throw some children on there, and then I that's believe the song. I can fly. It's terrible. I believe. I believe. I can fly. Huh? 
We have a gospel choir. Yeah, there. but it's a gospel believe, choir of children. Believe. If you just spread your wings. Whatever. And he just kept singing it over again, over again. I was that's saying, what like, is there anything else in no, that song? No, he just no. kept saying. Nah. No. He's a talented motherfucker. Don't get me wrong. And I, I'm going to curse because it's R. Kelly. Uh, he's talented as hell. But, I mean, at the end of the day, I just, I mean, I, I think he's extremely talented. And I thought, like, his most influential album probably was Chocolate Factory, which happened to come out right after. Like, he was sitting on a trove of, like, let me drop this when I get in trouble <laughs> so people can forget about it. And, like, the, I just feel like there are a lot of women Factory. who are still capable for him, though, What too. was on Chocolate Factory? Um, a lot. of It's like, like, you know, I can't, like, we have to look at the playlist for Chocolate Factory. There's a lot of stuff that was on, on uh, Chocolate Factory. Because that, that should have been, like, when that tape came out, that should have been the end of R. Kelly. Nope. And he dropped Chocolate Factory. And it's like, okay, well, apparently he's going to be around for a while longer because there are a lot of women. I mean, I told y'all I told y'all months ago that nobody gives a shit about black women. I, I, would, I will say that that's, that's strong for me. I care about black women. Oh, the stepping in the name of love. When, which you know gets played everywhere. Heart of a woman, I'll never leave, been that's around the, the world. Song. Oh, Ignition well, and the remix to mm-hmm, Ignition. Mm-hmm. Please don't force me to defend Wait, R. Kelly. There's, there's a play in Ignition. What does it sound like? Because I'm only. No, there's Ignition, the- but then he comes back. This is the. Re- nah, like this the first one came out, but he dropped the remix right after. So you don't need problem. I've never heard Ignition. Me and my friend were actually had a conversation about. Well, if you remind him of his Jeep, then you got to do something about the Ignition. See. Just his, his, the, I can the, walk the, you through the lyrics the, now. Usually, I don't do this, but go on, drop the remix on. That's the remix. <laughs> no, this is just the regular because it's not, it doesn't start off with this is the oh, maybe it is. Yeah, that's oh. the remix. Go on, drop the remix on. No, I'm not trying to be rude, yeah, but hey, pretty rude. girl, I'm feeling you. The mm. way you do the things you do remind me of my Lexus coupe. That's uh-huh. why I'm all up in your grill trying to get you to a hotel. You must be a football coach the way you got me playing the field. That's horrible. Exactly. That's horrible lyrics. Exactly. So, like, baby, then, give like, me that toot like, toot. You know, also. Let me give you that beep beep. <laughs> Running. That's <laughs> all so you got to say. You got to say it like a Fox News anchor. That's all you got to say. Running it. her hands through my fro, bouncing on 20 foes. I guess that's to make it rhyme. While they say on the radio, it's the remix to Ignition, hot and fresh out the kitchen. Mama rolling that body, got every man in here wishing, sipping on Coke and rum. Rum. I'm like, so what? I'm drunk. It's the freaking weekend, baby. I'm about to have me some fun. Bounce, 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 bounce. Come on. Well, I mean, it sounds like a teenager wrote it because he likes to fuck teenagers. So, hey. I mean, you know. As, He's dressing as, for the job he wants. I'm going to be honest with you. I wrote a song at like nine or ten years old and the lyrics had more depth than so that. So, come on, give me that toot toot. Give uh, me that beep beep. Give it a beep beep. I, I, think, I think this, my, R. Kelly, I think it's great that we're talking about this. R. Kelly is but a example of what has happened to many forms in many genres of music over time. And that is the sonic quality and the sonic value of the musical production has trumped the actual content of song Uh lyrics and musical lyrics. Mm -hmm. So R. Kelly is like a producer and a lot of the songs that he makes, I mean, 
we can go we could probably go through lyric after lyric after song after song and find more examples of this this terribleness with R. Kelly uh, songs. But if you listen to the sonic quality of those songs, they Amazing. will sound nice. But and I, I think people just trump that the same thing has happened with hip hop. How is mumble rap a thing? thing? How does that exist? Okay, so to be fair with R. Kelly, R. Kelly almost had like a like a system that you would get. Like, you know, like you get like a one of those skincare and it's got like stages to it. Like people remember as R. Kelly in the public announcement. Mm-hmm. That dude didn't even sound like he sounds like now in terms of his vocal. He sounded more like Aaron Hall mm-hmm. and Charlie Wilson. Okay. When he first came out. And he was doing more slow song and it sounded more old schoolish. The lyrics still weren't there, but it sounded more reminiscent of old school. And then he came out with the, the 12 play joint where he's like, okay, I'm just gonna like, you know, just like, you know, just fuck lyricism. I'm just gonna do no, this. I'm, 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 I have to agree with Slim. I, I think even when he was, you know, in R. Kelly and public announcement, it still kind of sounds the same. And what what I, I managed okay. to do is take a lot of complicated music you know what i'm saying that is really good and the music is so the music is so layered that you don't realize how simple the lyrics are i did Mm. (laughs) and not just just simple in their in their text you know what i'm saying like in what they're saying but just simple in like what are you saying conceptually it's it's even it's very right right it's it's almost remedial actually Uh, well you gotta appeal to his donny lie on that guitar <laughs> but the other, like, the other it, reality is, we all loved R. Kelly when it came out. You know what I'm saying? But we were we, we were also young. I don't know if I love. I will. I will say, even though I did not like R. Kelly even back then, I will say that the actual third album was actually a good album. Still was limited in lyricism. I remember it was a good vibe out album when I was like uh, 16, 17 years old, and I would take trips to North Carolina uh, with my. Um, shout yeah, you can't not say that without an accent. North yeah, Carolina. Yeah, North Carolina. Carolina. North Carolina. Shout out to my cousin, uh, to my big cousin Rodney. Um, uh, you even said that shit country as hell, Rodney. Who, who also just had a birthday. Uh, his birthday is a few days before mine. Um, so Rodney I'd be Petit. related to Rodney. But uh, him and his wife, my cousin Nisi, um, we, uh, we would listen to R. Kelly in the car specifically to clown R. Kelly. That's the whole reason we would listen to R. Kelly. That's the only way and, you should listen and to it. And it was fun. It was like watching like bad cult classic movies and like mm-hmm. that's how we did the same thing with R. Kelly's music. And so I, I've never been an R. Kelly fan. I've but never liked R. Kelly. Um, but I think I just think that when there are bad things in the universe, you owe it to yourself to expose yourself to just a little bit of it yeah. for the potential comedy that you might find. And I'm not going to say he's never made good music before. I'm just saying I think as far as a, as a songwriter is concerned, he's extremely limited. And he opened up the door for people like Next to have a song about sexy feet with no corns. Like, <laughs> that should never be a lyric. Or about uh, getting hard while you're dancing in the club. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 uh, hey, when you're grinding, he just gets excited. He gets excited. Yeah, yeah. That's not something. That's not something worth singing. Try, but he Try, can't, but fight he can't fight it. Yeah, that's not something worth singing. Dancing is real close. slow. Oh, is it close? Slow, yeah. slow. Real that's close. real close. You're making it hard for me. Dancing real. Hard. You're making it hard for me. Yeah. All the songs tell you, you dancing like you naked. It was almost I like we're sexy. Wow. Yes, yeah, so it's yeah. about oh, like, yeah. oh, we're dancing. His penis is hard. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's about the. This 90s. is a song. 
Like this is I, like it's an actual song. Yeah, like you don't you, you sing this in a, like 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 you making it like that's not it. No. And it's no, really it's awkward. Like, it's yeah. really awkward when you're in a club and that song is on and you're dancing with someone and, and then you hard. get hard and then they feel it and then like they like. They like listening to the Ew. song, and then they look at you, and then they like point down at your junk, and then it's like, well, that's, then that's all, really all, awkward. All you do then Not is you just just, just send them an unsolicited dick pic. That's our <laughs> I, show, I, ladies I, and gentlemen. <laughs> wait a minute. What? Well, isn't that the original unsolicited dick pic? Well, I think it's a, <laughs> I think it's a little bit different situation. It's a little bit different. If the two of you have mutually agreed that you are going to no. dance in very it's, close it's, proximity, it's, it's and you're going to turn around and put his, you put your butt, and yeah, and put your booty on his, yeah, his that, region. that's going to happen. Yeah, so it's going to happen. It's one thing for you to come up behind me and start dancing, and I actually dance back with you. But I've never I mean, been comfortable I think doing that. Every woman has experienced the nigga who is rubbing, literally rubbing his yeah, dick trying into to. you. And you like, yeah. nigga, go away. Yeah, they, they don't even you be know. dancing at some point. They just got their hands right. on your hips exactly. and they're just right. turning you back and forth like a washing machine. Wait. Like, feel his dick. Wait. Feel his dick, girl. Is he just using you to masturbate at yeah. that point? No, it's like, yeah, don't you want this? All up inside you? That's all it is. Oh. I've never felt comfortable with just, like, just running like, up on a woman not asking her to dance first, which is always bad. It's one of the reasons why I don't like going to the club. Look, man, clubs I can't, are the original breeding ground for sexual assault. I get it but i'm just saying for me it just felt uncomfortable to just run up on somebody and like like dance upon them without because like and i know invariably you if you feel ask like you're violating yeah them. if you well, ask a woman you. to dance she's gonna look like a coin like if you gotta ask then no because dudes you know, in like, clubs at least when i was going dudes in clubs they didn't like ask you just like walking yeah, with your yeah, girl like, oh, um, you and want next this? thing you know you're like girl yeah. mm-hmm. Save me, cause some nigga done grabbed you up and you know got just, you up I against just, the wall somewhere and rubbing his dick on you. And- I, I wish you. I wish. I've just never been to America. Uh, where, where we at? Where else we at? Brazil. Mm-hmm. We we all over the world. Oh man, the we world. all over China, I Africa. Could, I wish you all could see how T Ridge is moving. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You know, she, you no, see the visual. The, the movement. If you ever see like like at Christmas time, where you see like the dancing Santas that dance to the music, <laughs> that's how that was. You know, when you somebody Rubbing start playing music, and the joints start moving or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle. Yeah, that's the that's, that's the move. Why they just like to grab your ass? VIP yeah. is the only thing that ever made the club safe. Because you know, yeah, I've never, never been to VIP. I, I just Some look old ass men who don't want to be bothered. You know what I'm saying? They just sitting back there playing pool, and you can go and dance when you feel like it, and then you can come back and get away from and, all the sweat. As Lee would be able to attest, as a as there was an example of last night, and, and pretty, I think many times you've seen me out in the times that you have been out when we've been in a, in a dancing environment. Mm. Um, I just like to dance, so. Even when I was young, it was never a thing of me for me to like try to grind up on a woman. But if some music come on and I want to dance, I'm going to dance. Now I'm just going to cut up and dance. Yeah. And I think sometimes that just facilitated a woman seeing you just be comfortable in that environment and in that element. Like she want to dance with you because it becomes it becomes about fun and yeah. less about you know like a sexually charged environment. Um, so I like I never been a guy to just like walk up to a, a woman um, or a girl <laughs> when I was a teenager um, and grind on them. Um, I think if you're if you go somewhere to have a good time, you should just go and have a good time. And I'm also a big fan of like letting organic things happen organically, um, so you don't have to like force yourself <laughs> on somebody organically, organically. But also like the the flip of that is like I like to dance. I'm from the south, mm-hmm. and people from the south. We have historically been known to dance a certain way. Mm-hmm. and Which I appreciate. Thank you, Luke. <laughs> Break it! 
<laughs> so like we, you know when people see you you know when you in the clubs in the south and people see you dancing like mm-hmm. you know there's like two things that happen one of two things that happen one they either just stand there and look like or you know somebody's like oh, right, hey, hop up I, on that. you know, gotta hop up on that yeah yeah that's like that's like that's like dance hall. If you if you ever see a woman who knows what she's doing with dance hall, same thing like for it's carnival. Just either you're just gonna watch or you're gonna like like. But most dudes are just gonna watch because if a woman knows what she's doing in dance hall. Just like yeah nah, I'm nah. Well, like when you, when I went to carnival and went in Trinidad, <laughs> and, you know everybody to, is whining. Work, like yeah. every party you go to, every fet you go to, people are just whining, and somebody just walks up behind you when you dancing and you whining with them. If it's like um, juve and you. Doing your death march, you somebody's always they walk up and they put the dick up on you. You dance a little bit, and they move on. It's a good time. Okay, it's sexual assault, but you know, hey. <laughs> yeah, you know. Okay. And uh, on that note, uh, one more thing, very quickly. Did anybody get a chance to see the the Jay Z New York Times interview at all? Anybody get a no. chance to, to to watch that? No. Okay. Bits and I, I just learned of it today. So well, I posted I it on on the. The Instagram flash black feed uh, for people to to so many peruse. The problem, so many there, there are a lot of conduits. The problem is that uh, the, the way Instagram works, I, I have a uh, basically a system that allows me to post to multiple social media feeds at once. Instagram has to be different. It has to like prompt you, and I don't always get the prompts. So until I get the prompt, I can't really post. So, mm. um, and I was also in Africa for a week and a half, which is one of the reasons why we weren't like you know recording this show. Bougie black man going he's to seeing, South Africa? He's seeing the world. Really? He's he got world. a passport. What, was the article oh, he, that good? He did say Joe Bird instead you know, of Johannesburg. I, <laughs> hey, Joe Bird. I thought it was interesting. And Durbin. Um, on some Durbin was awesome. Like Shout out to Safiso and Sarah, growth, by the way. Like, that's not the growth I expect from a 50-year-old. That's like the growth I expect from like maybe a 35-year-old. I feel like he's getting a little bit more credit than I want to get. The part that I thought was interesting, I guess maybe from like, and I didn't read the whole thing, but the part that I thought was interesting from... Um, a social work slash mental health perspective was the part when he was saying like there's a lot of broken boys where he grew up and a lot of times people you know want to fight you because they're like you know you look at somebody and they're like what you looking at why you looking at me who you looking over here I've seen that on many occasions he's like and it's not so much that you're looking at them, but it's like, you know, you don't know what kind of trauma or dramatics are going on in their homes. And so it's like when someone sees you looking at them, it's like, oh, you see me. And I'm out here trying to like blend in and not be seen. And you looking at me, I run the risk of you seeing me and maybe seeing what I'm trying to hide. And so it's like, now I got to fight you from that for that because I have to distract it. So that was a part that kind of like stuck real. out to me. And to be honest with you, I, I remember when I was younger, um, eye contact was not necessarily a strong suit for me. It wasn't a, a fear thing, but I didn't like, I, I'm not good at like uh, uh, lying. <laughs> it's just not a strong suit of mine. Uh, <laughs> it's just uh, not something that I do well. And like uh, my, my Slim actually has said, like, yo, there are times sitting. where you don't have to be honest, <laughs> and you are. It's like you just like not say certain things, but you do anyway. Uh, this honesty is not a strong suit of mine. So um, I, I was, you know, when I was younger, I didn't like the idea of people being able to see the things that I was wrestling with because I know the eyes are the window to the soul. So. Um, there were times where, you know, I didn't want people to basically be able to see and like ask questions and or inquire. So I don't want to be put in a position where I'd have to lie or something like that. So that's real. That's real. Like, you know, it's just like as as part of that survival process or whatever, sometimes dealing with that that trauma and you're not equipped to deal with it uh, mm-hmm. 
is is very hard to to surmount or to even process how do you even begin to do that so mm-hmm. what i was impressed with the fact that he was he was and he was so open the fact yeah i went to therapy and yeah i got it from a lot of good friends Therapy's great. Appointed, pointed me in the right direction and yeah he might be 47 years old and you know maybe 35 would have been a better age to get it but i know people who are 60 plus yeah. who are There's like have emotional broken never boys. who have the emotional yeah. maturity of somebody who's like 17 to 20 years old and yeah. it's still like you know like at 60 plus years old still running and after 20 year old women trying to screw them raw dog or whatever it's like dude it's like you might want to change your lifestyle son <laughs> like because you're not a young man anymore but i mean that's just neither here nor there but i'm so I, I i i enjoyed it i thought like um what was interesting to me is from the many interviews i've seen with jay and the many sound clips he's made a lot of statements where like you know even when he was talking about like you know when he was going into like sports management it's like, do you have any trepidation or, or concerns about, you know, jumping into this new area? This is not something that you're familiar with. This is new to you. It's like, I don't know if you knew this, but I sold drugs. I thought it was such a weird fucking statement to make. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, you know, he's basically saying like, yo, if I can do that and move in that space, mm-hmm. then I can move in this in this den alliance. I'm cool. Yeah. But in this interview, that there wasn't that there. Mm-hmm. And there was even a question as to, and I won't give away his answer, but there's even a question as to like, how would you feel if you had to like you know talk to the people that you sold drugs to? Mm-hmm. And his answer, I thought, was informative. I feel like like the dude really has started to understand things better in terms yeah. of like you know the accountability and what you say and and the weight of what you say and what he has said and how he's moving away from that. So I thought it was it, a it's good even, interview. He even speaks to that on the 444 album. You know, he makes a lot of commentary in his lyrics. But you can tell this is a person who's like wrestling. With the decisions that they made in the past, and it's, it's kill Jay Z. It's a catch twenty two when you've achieved certain level of success because of some of the decisions you made. Then you start to realize that some of the decisions you made that made you successful are horrible, terrible, and, I, and decisions. not just that you were celebrated for those decisions. Exactly, like yeah, like you're the man because like yo, I like I sold drugs really well, yeah, yeah. and I rapped about selling drugs even better. <laughs> and people are like, yeah, that's the shit. So why, why not you, talk about all that? You got people you love, you sold drugs to. You got yeah. high on the life. That shit drugged you. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, Christy, would you like to close out or? No. <laughs> well, there you fucking have it, people. And on that note, no. Christy is fucking done and so are we. <laughs> Um, this has been the shit you might have missed on flashblackradio.com. Um, you can find us in all those places that Lee ran down at the top. Run it back if you forgot. Uh, Twitter, Facebook, uh, flashblackradio.com, Instagram, SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, and the list goes on. I don't know how he remembers all that. But anyway, this is T Rich. As double. K Savage. Da Vinci Parks. And uh, this is shit you might have missed. We're back. Catch you next week. Hopefully. Maybe. We'll see. I don't know, man. It's been kind of crazy. We're trying. (laughs) But I would like to make an observation. What's the observation? If they're listening, they've already found us. But they may not know the about places, the all places the where they can find places. us. Like, for example, you were you were a very oh instrumental in us being on Stitcher. I couldn't even finish my thought. Go ahead. Lord. Go ahead. We're, we're like, hey. I agree well, with you, though. So if they listen and they done already found us, what we need you to do is share us. 
Share us. That's a good dude. Like unsolicited yeah. dick pics. Yes. Yes. I feel like yeah. you're. I feel like this flash black link is a violation of my personal space. So just, <laughs> just don't share this, this link know. with me, please. Or some multi-level marketing shit in your Facebook feed. Something. Because <laughs> yeah. everybody got at least three friends and some multi-level, multi-level marketing scheme on Facebook. Got to. Why not? Got one for one. Why not? I thought this was I, I just happened to host with my three friends. All right, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> we out. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. God bless. Stay woke. I was like, all I want is wine. I didn't know I was going to have to do all of this shit. I got to send it to some mo folks. Mm. <laughs> Not interested in this. You know what I'm going to do instead? I'm going to go buy my own wine. That's what I'm going to do. And so that's what I did. What you need to do is get you some concubines. Wait, there's multi-level <laughs> marketing for wine? Some wine distribution concubines. Huh? What? Yeah. You know, like it was like a wine pyramid scheme. Was it? Are you serious? Yeah, it was like, hey, we're going to do like a wine share for the holidays. I was like, oh, that sounds great. And it was like, all you have to do is post this <laughs> and get six of your friends to join in. And then they share it with six of their friends. I was no, like. it was crazy. I got caught up with a book joint like that. I was like, yeah, like, how, like you want a whole bunch of books, whatever. All you got to do is blah, 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 blah. And I actually like, you know, did the whole thing, whatever. I ain't getting no books, son. Huh? <laughs>